My babies fit like a daydream, walking with his hands down. I'm the one he's walking to. So call it what you want, yeah, call it what you want to. That's so disturbing. Welcome to season two of the Live My Dream podcast. I am Brendan Abernathy, a singer-songwriter and performing artist from Georgia who is traveling around the United States of America playing shows, making new friends, spreading my music, and hopefully a little bit of joy along the way. And I am undoubtedly living my dream. On this podcast, I interview quote-unquote everyday world changers who have delayed someday and decided to make it today. On this episode, I sit down with Caroline Casty and Olivia McDonald. We have a really fun time, a lot of laughs, and we discuss their decision to travel the world. This was recorded pre-COVID-19, so enjoy the whimsy, the fun, and we look forward to getting out of this soon. Welcome to the Live My Dream <laughs> My name is Brendan Abernathy, and those wonderful laughs you hear are that of Caro Cassidy and Olivia MacDonald. Glad to be here. That sounded ingenuine. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us, Brendan. If you hear any uh, ice sloshing, that's that's me drinking my Dr. Pepper. They each have a Starbucks. Uh, Olivia stopped off. We're at my house in Dunwoody, Georgia. We ate at a restaurant called Little Ray. Had a great conversation spanning the likes of Harry Styles and duh. Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish, speaking of duh. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked about non-music things, but they don't stick out to me right now. <laughs> um, and Olivia asked for Caroline Starbucks order, and she had a very particular order. Uh, and it actually, particular. she didn't even say that she was going to Starbucks, yet Caroline clearly assumed that she was going to Starbucks. <laughs> Which I will not lie, altered my route to Starbucks. <laughs> so what was your order? It was just a tall iced vanilla latte. You said van, though. Yeah, but short for vanilla. Short for vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was... I was texting and driving, so I had to. I was trying to prioritize my Whoa. safety as much as one. If can. you're not in the state of Georgia, we have a hands-free law here. I've. It's been a sec since I've been back. So. It's been a sec. Where are you? Where have you been? Saying things like it's been a sec. Tell us. Um, Liv, take it away. <laughs> that was you. You gotta tell us. <laughs> I say it's been a second. We have actually been home for three months, which Instagram definitely does not show. I still get people seeing me in public and being like, "Oh." You're home now? Um, (laughs) Far away traveler? Yes, far away travel. But we've been in London for the past two months. We were in London all summer. We are going to kick this podcast off by talking a little bit about being in London and kind of the decision that you took to move there. So post-grad, Caroline and I decide we want to travel the world. And then we decide that we should work our way around the world because of money and we decide to start in Europe. And when we were kind of searching for jobs, originally we started in Spain, partially because of the beach, partially because of Spanish, and kind of figured out that we were gonna have a hard time getting jobs in a lot of the countries that we didn't speak the language. So kind of ended up on London, partially because of English, but also just thought it would be one of the easiest culture-wise to essentially convince people to hire us. And so went over there for the summer, to work with style doctors and did kind of marketing is how I'd sort of describe our job. Just in the fashion industry was a cool learning experience, but totally fell in love with London while we were there. So long-term, I guess you're not even thinking long-term, you just want to travel the world. We are thinking long-term a little bit. We, I think we (coughs) didn't expect to fall in love with London as much as we did. We assumed that it was just going to be the first stop on our list of many. Um, And I think we really we're surprised by how magical of a place it is. And I think when you tra- like when you go see it as a stop on like a vacation, it doesn't wow you as much as the day-to-day living. And I think we really loved what it looked like to live there day-to-day. So um, we still, it's partially a long-term, we would love to end up there, but we're definitely open. I mean, we're going to New Zealand in January, so definitely open to other things. I wonder if that's going to be a theme, like places you move. We're going to fall in love yeah. with. I honestly... I've talked a little about that is I, I get nervous that every place I see I'm just going to fall in love with and and I'm going to think that that's the place that I need to be and then I'll go somewhere else and I'll think the same thing. So it's kind of made me second guess. I'm like, did I actually fall in London, fall in love with London or did I just really enjoy my time there? Hmm. So <laughs> while you're in London, working your way around the world, is it easy to lose sight of 
cultural opportunities to kind of experience where you're living and really taking advantage of this time where you are seeing so many different parts of the world when you're trying to make money? Or is it easy to keep those two things separate? Or are they separate? I would say for London specifically, our job was a means to an end of allowing us to stay in London. So I think in that sense, it was pretty easy to view that we valued our time in London and we valued the culture there a lot more than we were concerned with making money. You know, we were there for a job so that we were gaining experience and, you know, essentially building resumes and some people would say, like, being productive with our time almost while we were there. But I think both of our concern is for sure experiencing culture and actually being rooted where we are and seeing the places that we are and getting to experience those. And I think one of the best parts about being in London and having to have the job aspect of it is you see a whole lot more of the culture when you're there for a long amount of time and you see, like, what work looks like, you know. And I think if we were hopping city to city like you would on a backpacking trip or if we were just, you know, vacationing for a week, it would look totally different because, like, I think we've both been to London almost on layovers or, like, three or four-day trips and didn't really strike either of us. Because once you see, you know, the touristy spots of, like, the government buildings, that's kind of all there is to vacation in London with. But it's such a cool city, like, day-to-day life-wise. I think that's what also what I loved about our trip there is by the end of it, because we were there for eight weeks, and we left, I think, without having seen Big Ben. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't oh, even think yeah. that we passed it, because we yeah. were in North London, um, and which was just more of a residential area, and so we were, like, truly living with locals. Like, there weren't many tourists that were coming up there, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of cool to, like, live in a place and not have seen all the landmarks, but felt like we got more of a real experience there. And is that what you think makes the difference in a three-day trip versus a three-week trip or a three-month trip is the people that you interact with? I'd say people are a huge part of it. I think it was really cool for us getting to become regulars at, you know, coffee shops and pubs and stuff like that. And we met a lot of people through work, which was cool, that weren't from London. You know, most people that live in London are not from London, which is cool. Um, I think culturally London is not as diverse as we might feel if we went to Spain or Germany and that's going to be a bigger culture shock I think there's a lot more in common with people in London so I think you know the combination of just getting to do the little things that when you're on vacation you're not going to worry about going to a bookshop and then just going and sitting in a coffee shop for four hours you want to knock stuff out And so just getting to interact with people on a daily basis but not feel rushed behind anything was really cool. Heck yeah. So let's rewind to like April and May when we're looking at this like precipice of graduation. You're trying to figure out what you're going to do. And you said you decided to travel the world together. It seems like it was a team decision. It was. How did we make this decision? I remember really vividly our conversation about having it um we went to the gym together we went to crunch fitness you, your face seems like we had a different conversation beforehand. <laughs> my, my distinct moment was on the couch but yeah okay perfect well i vividly there's, remember there's two distinct moments there's two distinct moments. we'll hear both moments yeah they're both important um i had just been convinced actually by my extended family that last christmas i had told them that i had plans to move to la um was really excited about a career and they kind of just like looked at me funny and they were like why would you not take this time to travel My uncle had spent two years backpacking around the world. Um, A lot of my family were really well-traveled, and they were just like, why would you not do this? And so it kind of sat with me. I went home, and I was like, maybe I should. And I I remember it was not too long after that that we'd gone to the gym. I think we were on the treadmill, like, just walking up the incline. And I had mentioned it to you, and you were like, thank God. (laughs) Like, thank God, because I have been thinking this too, and I don't know if that's what I want to do, if I want to get in a career right after May. And so we kind of were like, okay, well, let's explore this together and and see what it would look like. Cool. And so then tell us about the conversation on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) So much of my senior year was, you know, trying to figure out as everybody else is, you know, what the next year is going to look like. And for a really long time, I thought I was going to do long-term missions and just very clearly was told that now is not the time for that. And so then kind of went back and forth between this dream of traveling the world and, you know, the practicality of parents wanting you to use your degree and get a career. And so I did struggle back and forth a lot with, you know, the pros and cons of them. 
but knowing ultimately I did want to travel. And I think a concern of mine was, you know, how to make that feasible and what that would look like doing it on my own. And then I do remember Caroline and I had, I think we had talked loosely about it, honestly, probably for a couple months. And then after Christmas break, I remember you saying, no, I'm actually, like, I'm done looking in LA. I'm actually in, that's what I want to do. And I think that's when it sunk in that I knew LA was, you weren't looking in LA anymore, that I was like, okay, we're actually serious about this. And I think ever since then, I don't think we've really looked back. If you were alone, do you think you could have made the same decision? I think I would have. I think it probably would have looked different. Okay. I agree. I think I would have tried. I don't know if I would have lasted a year. Like, I I don't think I would have been able to as last as long as I would being with Liv. I think I probably, I had a job two summers ago in Barcelona, and I think I would have gone back to that if I had been alone. Yeah, where are we working? I can start us off. So I... I'm going to make a confession. I know the answer to that, but I think it's fun. It's fun. (laughs) They're working, well, at least Caroline's working a very fun place. I am. Before she's working. Tell us where you're working. Um, I get to work for Lululemon. I'm working there seasonally. Come on. At the Avalon, come visit. This um, episode is you. sponsored by Lululemon anti-ball crushing joggers, <laughs> it, uh, yes. which I wear 14 out of 16 days. <laughs> I know I could have simplified that fraction, Mr. Antonio, but I didn't because <laughs> I wanted to make a point. I can educate you all on them. Come find me at the pant wall. I can tell you the difference between a line, wonder unders, more than you need to know. Wonder um, unders. Wonder unders. <laughs> what that be? That it's actually made out of a Luan fabric. Um, it comes in Luan and Luxury. Okay, Olivia, where are you working? <laughs> you can let me finish. So I have tell me job. what is Luan. <laughs> okay, keep going. I got hired to do this. I work at. I'll make it quick. I work at Lulu. I also work at Fellows Cafe in downtown Roswell for people that are in the Georgia area. Another amazing place. I feel really lucky to be surrounded by um, two workplaces that really encourage people to to pursue their dreams and what they're passionate about. And I'm working at a technology company also in Avalon, and I'm on the marketing team doing a lot of content creation. Dope. Caroline, you said you were talking to your extended family, and they were like, why would you go start your career? You could just go travel. Mm -hmm. And just a second ago, you were talking about how in the South it's much more common, much less common for people to do things off the beaten path or off the usual the interesting thing is moving to LA is also off that path. Like most people don't have the guts to move out to LA, which is why it's cool. We see a lot of our friends have moved to New York or moved to LA because it's uncomfortable to leave the community that we were brought up in, in Athens, Georgia, especially where there's an amazing community. And now you all are basically on your own when you leave. So I think that's where the discomfort comes from. A lot of times is the getting used to community and then completely leaving it. What was that like in London? Do you think you'll be able to find community in New Zealand, or is it kind of a two-girl game? We're definitely looking to find community in New Zealand. I think in London, that was one of the points we touched on was, hey, this is going to be you and me for two months, and if we want to get a full cultural experience, we should try and meet people and, and make friends as quickly as we can. And I think we did a pretty good job of it. Like Liv said, a lot of the people that we met were from work and so they weren't necessarily from London. They were, a lot of them were from America, which was still really cool because it felt like a piece of home and we were making connections. But I think it's hard, like post-grad in general, it kind of made us realize like, how do you make friends when you leave everything you've ever known and you don't have like instant community, like even going into college, you still had people from high school. Like it was, you were starting over, but not completely. Um, And so it's just been different and I think learning from that is going to push us in New Zealand to try and think outside the box of like where we're going to meet people that are like-minded like us and how we can form friendships like we're going to want to know them forever. Mm. And I will say it is a world of a difference having each other there. I think going on your own, to be honest, is probably three times as hard as going with a friend. Mm. And while, yes, you know, New Zealand's not going to be a walk in the park, having somebody there, you know, makes a world of a difference. And it is cool because I think friendships abroad tend to look really different than friendships from home because, you know, the people you're friends with have a totally different background than you, and you're going to connect on way different stuff than what you connect on at home. And I think that's one of the coolest parts is, you know, some of the stuff that we did either attend more regularly or got more involved in and stuff like that 
just the community of people there looked so diverse than I think what we're used to. And that's one of my favorite parts of traveling is you get these really, really cool friendships that look so different than any of the other ones you've ever known. What's something that you learned about American culture living in London? London's not a huge culture shock. Like it's way, I think it's way more diverse than, um, than Atlanta is at least. But as, as far as, you know, big culture things, I think there's more of a difference in the details. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, air conditioning being one of yeah. them. No air conditioning. Another one, they don't do free refills, which is just another American That is indulgence. a dagger. It's, and they don't even like ice. Yeah, yeah, that's, they don't like ice. I'm like, everything is room temperature there, I guess. Like, <laughs> Okay, so we're going to take a quick break from the podcast here. And in the break, one of my songs is going to play because I have the rights to them. Which one? Adelaide. Or Story of My Life. That's not the name of the song, so I'm going to cut that out. And <laughs> <do> that <one>. <laughs> What's <laughs> the name of it? Story, Story I, I Can't, can't Write. <laughs> Don't want to re-record that. girl that always does like maybe it's just the type of genre of girls but they always be like i yes can't tell you mean like the subgenre? Uh, yes yes the white girl uh, make upbeat songs yeah. slower subgenre. yeah and maybe it's got a little britney spears in it like you jealousy know? <laughs> turning saints into the, it's like no a little ukulele in the background, of mm, course. Gotta be a uke. Gotta be. Or a guitar with capo on like nine. <laughs> it's like, how do you even fit your fingers down there? It's like the, such a. All right, anyways. Uh, Find them on TikTok these days. You have a TikTok? Uh, I do have a TikTok. I don't actively participate in TikTok. You're a consumer. I'm strictly a consumer and a sender. Let's talk about producer versus consumer on social media platforms. I would say. Y'all are largely <laughs> not the biggest producers I've ever seen on social media, being your friends, which okay. I appreciate. When you move to New Zealand, are you considering pursuing the influencer lifestyle? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> so you're still going to live kind no, of a, a sheltered life. Thank you. I wish I had it in me to fill my face 20 times a day, I put it on my Instagram stories talking about swipe up links so I could get free stuff because that is so enticing. But I just was not created <laughs> to, to do that. Um, I don't know about as far as just like producing. I think the cool thing that I loved about London was I didn't post about it until the last week that we were there. Neither of us did. I don't even know if Olivia did it all. And so it kind of felt like the secret to us that we just got to experience and then our closest friends and family could be brought in on it yeah. when we would FaceTime and call them. And so I don't know if how that's that's how I want New Zealand to go or if I'm going to want to share that more with people, not so that they can perceive me a certain way, but just because it's like people want to be updated. Yeah. It's definitely a very odd line that we walk. Mm-hmm. I guess the three of us are, no one could know this by looking at my Instagram now, but like we don't really love posting. Uh, and I wonder where that comes from. Where do y'all think that comes from? just feels unnatural. I don't know what it is about it. It just feels like you're selling some fake version of yourself, mm. which I think social media, there's always an underlying feeling of that, that you're never being your full self. You're just showing what you want people to perceive of mm. you. Um, I also, if I'm going to be honest, I just make fun of them too much for me to want to give into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just silly. But people do make a living out of it. And if it's what you enjoy, then more power to you. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, where all of my drive comes from my lack of social media appearance. <laughs> I think that I definitely have a, you know, a lot of thoughts on social media as a whole and, you know, the power of it. But I think something I have thought a lot about as far as going into New Zealand is I really love photography. And 
trying to figure out how I can use that, you know, as a form of art and especially capturing all the really cool places that we'll have the opportunity to see. But also, you know, I couldn't tell you the last time I posted on social media, maybe a year ago or six months ago. Um, And so figuring out if I want to use social media as an outlet to show, you know, photography or what the best way to take advantage of the opportunity to be where we are and, you know, actually capture it. Mm. But I don't know what role social media will play in that. Well, it's an interesting thing when you're traveling. It's like, oh, I want to experience the culture. I want to see the nature. I want to remember the nature. I also want to take 7,000 pictures of it. I will say I've always, I've never regretted taking the picture because... I have, I think I have short-term memory. And so there's so many times where when I am feeling nostalgic or it's like I'm on a plane ride and I'm on airplane mode, I'll go back and just like look through those photos. Um, and it's it's cool to remember things that I'd forgotten about that, that bring back other memories and it sort of brings those trips back to life for me. So I never regret taking the picture, but it's more of the purpose of why I'm taking the picture, mm. the purpose behind it. Well, I just think even more than <laughs> the purpose behind taking it is the purpose behind posting it. Because I think there is, you know... It's kind of why not take the picture because if it is going to capture a memory that you might forget otherwise, that's reason alone. And But it is, you know, you can't take pictures with no reason behind them essentially, but it's just what you do with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even with us like booking tickets to New Zealand a couple months ago, I remember I like posted it on my Instagram story because we bought one ways. And so we don't know where we're going after this or the next time that we're Hell yeah. coming back. <laughs> um we just, we just Neva coming back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I remember hopefully post- they're coming back. Yeah. Hopefully. If Mrs. or Mr. McDonald or Cassidy are listening, they're coming back eventually. Well, I'll, I'll be back for sure on July 29th because I got a pit ticket to the Harry Styles concert in Atlanta. So know that I'll be back for that. Awesome. She also flew to L.A. on Friday night to go to the album release show. Oh, so God. to everyone who's just posting about loving Harry Styles, this is a woman who puts it into action. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brendan. You're welcome, Karen. Um, I appreciate that about you. You are there. I'm in it. You're in it. In it for the long run. It's the story of your life. I'll take her home. home. <laughs> Drive all night. <laughs> to keep her warm. And continue with okay, your answer. I was gonna, wondering how long we were going to go on with that. Um, I ran oh, yeah. out of lyrics that I knew. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The chorus ended, so <laughs> we got to keep going. <laughs> and scene. Um, oh, but I posted that picture... And I think I had it up for maybe 15 minutes. And then I realized that I posted it solely for the purpose of people telling me that I was really cool or like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing this. This is so amazing. And I was just like, that's so dumb. And I just like honestly felt embarrassed, even though no one knew the reason why I was posting it for all they knew. It's like could have been out of pure excitement. But I just like I took it down after that because I was like, I just this isn't how I want it to be. This isn't why I'm actually going on this year-long journey, so why am I, like, posting it for that reason? And then Liv texted me, like, <laughs> and a couple hours later, she's like, did you take this down? Where'd <laughs> it go? I wanted people to know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is, like, a, especially the idea of, like, the motive behind posting, because we are conscious of the fact that our motive could be that, I find myself overthinking posts all the time. Like, I posted a t-shirt sale today on my Instagram and I was like, I wonder how this is going to be perceived. It's like, I don't care. I need to eat dinner. And like, (laughs) this is how I eat food. So I'm posting it. But like, I worry how people see it. Mm -hmm. And that's a unfortunate byproduct of some people misusing the platform. I think. All right. Speaking of things that you love and that are really cool that you've done, but that maybe you didn't post about now is our segment of the podcast where Caroline and Olivia are going to tell us, some of the favorite things they did while they were in Europe this summer. It's about us flexing on y'all. No, <laughs> it's about telling. It's about empowering this listener to go do the things they've always wanted to do as well. Flex. And flexing about running with the bulls. Hit us with it. Perfect. So, so we do it one by one. So we. No, I like this. Yeah. Went to. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, I'll just talk a little bit, and when I stop, start talking. Okay. So, Caroline and I decide we're going to go to Running of the Bulls in Pamplona one weekend in July, and we flew to Barcelona to pick up our friend Harrison and got in a blah blah car, which is a form of ride sharing. Mm-hmm. 
not sure if it's made it to the U.S. or not. It's kind of like Uber, but not verified and a lot cheaper. <laughs> and you Sketchier. Much yeah. sketchier, but also Always really the way good to time. Go. We paid like $25 for someone to drive us five hours. So Very sketchy. <laughs> very sketchy. What but was his name? Was it was uh, Pedro. Okay, nice. Yes. Yeah. He was amazing. He taught us all the curse words in Spanish. We did vice versa. He thought we were idiots for running with the bulls. He's He was from Pamplona, so he was a little... So I found that to be a theme, because I really wanted to run with the bulls when I was in England, and I was like, if I just meet one person from Spain that tells me it's a good idea, I'm going to do it. And I talked to about 17 people, and all of them were like, you're an idiot if you do it. That We got the same thing. See, I, I was really confident in this decision up until we got there, and we, we went and saw it the first morning, so we woke up, because the gun shoots off at 8 a.m., and then that's when they the run begins and so we were standing with a bunch of locals and we were like oh so like do you run every year like is this so fun have you already gone and they were like no <laughs> they're like we just drink sangria yeah they're like, yeah we just drink and we watch they're like we've never done it we would never do it these people are so stupid and we were like oh ha, ha, ha. yeah no for sure for sure we're totally. just here to watch um Total yeah and so we got that i think we talked to like three people and they'd all said that and so after that i was like i'm gonna die tomorrow like tomorrow is li-. like and that was my mentality for the rest of the day I like like I was in between trying to talk myself in and out of it because I was like I would be it would almost be stupid not to do it while you're here because it's this like huge thing when am I ever going to come back and I also was like I would like to live my life for a little bit longer than 22 um, but ended up doing it and it was like one of the most exhilarating things. It was a lot of fun it kind of what we did learn you know we had our 24 hours to actually see what it looked like and figure out what we were getting ourselves into and kind of the way it works is they release a pack of probably somewhere between four and eight bulls in the morning, and they have these steers that are essentially really big cows that are keeping the bulls in a pack. But sometimes you'll get a rogue bull that will run out of the pack, and that is often how people get hurt. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the day we ran, I think three people got hurt. Yeah, gored, yeah. They got got gored. Yes, that's the correct terminology that they used. One man for sure got run over. And that's nothing. <laughs> just a light trampling. Just a two-ton bull running over. But you really only have to stay safe for about three seconds. Yeah, so what was your strategy? Did you climb the wall? Did you jump the fence? Did you dodge? What did you do? Well, you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't because you're in these little alleyways. So only like the last 100 feet has fencing, which people are lined up against. So you can't really jump to safety. It's just like you have to hope that the bull doesn't come your way. <laughs> so what did you do? How did you do our, our strategy was we... You can kind of pick where you want to where you want to start, um, and so we did start near the end where we could at least see the fencing. Um, but we gave ourselves enough where it was like we were still running through the alleyways, but also gave us the option to like shove someone out of the way if did we felt like we needed adrenaline to. Adrenaline when you heard the bulls coming. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, well, beca- it's because you don't even see the bulls coming first. It's the people in front of you are running. Are they're just like <gasps> running for their lives right at you? And so once you see people take off, you start taking off. <laughs> And then, yeah, the bulls are behind. So my piece when I think – one day I'm going to run with the bulls. Um, sorry, Peta, Is I think of some of the people I know that have done it, y'all not included, that are just so impeccably unathletic and they have survived. It's true. You it's Your danger is more the people around you than the bulls that are running at mm-hmm. you because the people pile up and there really is nowhere to go. You know, the alleys are boarded up and if you get run over – you have no other choice but to go down on the ground. And have you ever watched it on TV? Yeah, we, we watched our day. Did you watch the English broadcast? Mm-mm. I don't. Oh, it's that. amazing. I highly recommend really? it. Really? Uh, yeah, my summer before I left for college, I was really getting into the idea of running with the bulls, and I watched this broadcast. And the guys announcing it are awesome. They're like, <laughs> right here, we have a a full time champion runner. He's just running. The bull's coming after him. Look at that. Oh, bad call there. And he's down. It's like, a, they're, like they're really hyping it up. Oh, yeah. It's like a sport. They're like announcing a sports game. I'm definitely cutting that definitely. out because I don't want people hearing my <laughs> awful British accent. Um, tell me about some other fun things you did while you were there. This was not as exhilarating. We talked about this a little bit at dinner, but um, we kind of just got to see the little ins and outs of London that you wouldn't if you're going for three or four days. So we spent our time predominantly in North London. And so we wandered up to. Uh, a town would it be called a town a town or a borough yeah a borough a borough a borough called Hampstead um which had the most amazing heath which is essentially this huge park and so 
you could just spend hours that day like walking through it and you still wouldn't see all of it and so we stumbled upon this thing called the kenwood ladies pond Mm. um, which is one of the most magical things i've ever seen it was this enclosed area and it was like strictly women only you couldn't bring dogs or babies or even have your cell phone out it was solely to just enjoy the people that you're with or go alone and so it was like hundreds of women that day were just like laying on this like rolling grassy hill and standing in line waiting to take a dip um in the pond and it was really really cool apparently there have been ladies that have been swimming there for years and years even in december they'll still go every morning and swim laps around the pond whoa which the pond was freezing in august yeah but it was very fun another cool thing we did was we went to a huge carnival that honestly felt kind of like an oxymoron at the end of the summer because we were in one of the nicest neighborhoods in we were in Notting Hill which is one of the nicest neighborhoods Mm. in London and it was a Caribbean heritage and music festival Mm. and so they had these semi-trucks with essentially just the bed and people were on pole not not people were pole dancing (laughs) Not where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> and people were all in the back of the semi-trucks. <laughs> and they were just playing music and dancing. And there were so many costumes. and But it was a wild festival. And it was just... It felt really out of place in a really nice area of London. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, huge variety of people. It, the day we went was not a kid-friendly day. And so I think that added to the cultural ambience of it. And just... It was a really cool experience because it was nothing like anything we'd experienced in London. And the music was super different. The people were super different. and But everybody was there just having a blast. Struggling with boredom. Looking for something fun to do. Feeling like you just want to get out of the house listening to this podcast? <laughs> man, oh man, do I have the option for you. The Burrito Challenge. The single best day of the year. We're talking five burritos four amazing activities, a day full of fellowship and fun. You will make new friends. You will eat until you don't want to eat anymore. You will have a great time. It's a partnership as old as time. Brendan Abernathy and the Burrito Challenge. And this year it is tentatively planned for July 25th in Atlanta. And there could be more locations and more dates coming your way. Don't believe me? Check out The Burrito Challenge at theburritochallenge.com or on their incredible Instagram page at Burrito Challenge. Hope to see you there and keep eating. What I'm really thankful for is I think this is going to speak to people who don't have it all figured out because we are three people who do not have anything figured out, but we're doing what is on our hearts. So for y'all, the next move is going to New Zealand. Do you have any idea what it's going to look like? We know where we're staying. Where are you staying? We are staying with Olivia's family friends right outside of Auckland, New Zealand. North Island. Yes. So we have a free place there, which is an incredible blessing. Huge. And is one of the reasons that we're able to even be there. Mm-hmm. We would like to at some point get a van and do the South Island, essentially backpacker style in a van. Would love to get to surf a lot if that's possible. Have you surfed before? We've we have surfed yeah. before. Neither. I have I have once one time and I because I was semi good at it, I now was like, I need to buy a surfboard and like this is my new passion. So Where did you surf? In Malibu. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is like the pinnacle. Yeah, of it all. Did you see Charlie Sheen or Tony Stark? I did not. Matthew McConaughey, all those. Well, he, he apparently runs, he'll run on the beach there because he likes to be seen. This is all oh, pure man. rumor. <laughs> you ever felt your toes in the sand coming up against you like that? Like you're driving a Lincoln. <laughs> Sorry, it's not even got a joke. I didn't get it to the Lincoln part, but I, I love it. <laughs> he just makes everything so intense. It's true. And he like does. so esoteric. He's like, he has like that one side and then he has the whole Wolf of Wall Street. The, yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> okay, so you know where you're staying. We know where you're staying. Do you know where you're working? The Absolutely way, not. No. <laughs> do you know what you want to do? I would love to do something with music, but kind of the way 
visas are set up over there for Americans is there's a ton of essentially backpacker jobs, which are essentially short-term gigs that I think range from, you know, a week to two or three months. And they're really set up for travelers to come and essentially be able to work their way while they're getting to see the country. So we'll land and figure out jobs once we get there. So you want to work for Lord? That'd be dreamy. She's the only. The local artist I know of. Probably doesn't count as local. The only one that yeah. ever came out of yeah. New Zealand. Unfortunately. I'm sure there's more. Yeah, there there are some boy bands in New Zealand. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Beep, beep, warning. I'm about to insert a clip of an unreleased song called If I Had a Lady, She'd Live in Colorado. The clip will be 30 seconds long. If you want to listen to it, I'm stoked about it. If you don't, just click the 30-second forward little thingy right now. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Tell me. I don't know. There's just like a weird piece about it. It's like we bought the tickets and I didn't think about it after that. Yeah. Like I have not regretted it since. I haven't even, I haven't been anxious about it once. I I did get sad for the first time at the thought of leaving my family and not knowing when I was going to see them next. Mm. Um, But no regret. Because I, I, I think we're just confident. Like one housing is the is the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> thing to worry about so the fact that we have that covered it's like we have savings we can make it work for as long as we can and i'm confident we'll find jobs and you're going in summer i know the best time we plan we're chasing the sun yeah nice chase the sun around the world for as long as we can do you have ambitions to see other countries or do you have ambitions to settle back in london or la or new york or anything like that we do have ambitions. I think that will all depend on how we feel once we get there. We're sort of taking it day by day, just showing up in New Zealand and feeling that out for a couple of weeks and being like, okay, is this somewhere we want to root ourselves for the next 12 months? Because that's how long our visa will last us for. Or are we going to want to hop over and try and see Australia since it's so close? Or I think we would like to say that we would love to end back up in London long term. I don't think we see ourselves traveling, doing this like sort of nomadic backpacking lifestyle for more than six months. We sort oh, of really? gave we sort of gave ourselves the year mm-hmm. to do that and then settle down. Which I think settling down, you know, is still ideally abroad. I think a lot of that you know, there's a lot of factors that depend on that and you know, one of them is how New Zealand goes and what we think of it. We do have visas that will last us a year. So, you know, as much as we can plan around stuff, for all we know, we're going to fall in love and stay for the whole year. Why do you want to live abroad so badly? I think for me, it's honestly just a dream I've always had. And I think the more I've gotten to experience new cultures, the more enthralled I've been by them. And especially the people you meet. And really in cultures that are super different than what I grew up in. Which, granted, you know, London and New Zealand are not that far of a shot from American culture, but I do think you learn so much just being present in other countries. And the more you have the opportunity to do that, the more I think you're driven to want to do that more. But another cool thing is I think it also makes you really grateful for what you have. Mm. And so that's a really cool balance of, you know, wanting to experience more and seek out new opportunities, but also realizing how blessed we are at home. I think I've always loved feeling out of place because that's where you grow is in that uncomfortability. And so sort of throwing yourself out into these new cultures, it's like you learn so much about other people, but I've learned the most about myself when I've also been in those um, new areas. And so I think that's what's been really cool because Liv and I both have been like, we'll go anywhere, like send us like send us anywhere like we're going to a new hemisphere and a new continent Mm -hmm. but for the past three months it's been like no how about you go home and be with your family Mm -hmm. and do that and so 
I've gotten to see a lot of growth in that. And so it's been cool. That's a really cool insight. I think a lot of people, myself included, are wired to be terrified of being out of place. So that's really fascinating, honestly, that like you've come to the realization that you thrive when you're out of place and that's where you learn. I think from my experience, we're going to learn about what we're doing, whether we're working in a corporate job or we're traveling or we're a musician or an artist or an entrepreneur. When we're 22, 23, 24, 25 and single, or even if you're not single, I guess, I don't know. I have no experience with that. <laughs> LOL. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not Subtle married. plug. <laughs> <laughs> plug for any takers. <laughs> no, it's not a plug. I don't want to get married. I wouldn't know, but right I'd now. like to. So, <laughs> so <laughs> if you feel similar, comment on the spot. <laughs> DM me. And there's, um, I, I don't remember so what I was saying. Um, I think what I was saying is we're going to learn no matter what, as Caroline sips her tall van latte. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Kermit meme sips tea and it's like but that's none of my business <laughs> we're gonna learn no matter what and so it's like just do the things we want to do and we'll probably learn more because mm-hmm. that's gonna put us out of place out of our comfort zone in a new culture to learn from so we're there excited to learn um, so we're back no we're not back because we didn't take a break in the first place but people, people <laughs> so don't we're here that. so we're here <laughs> with Kyle Larson's life hacks Olivia and Caroline I almost pointed at the wrong people what are your life hacks? If you want to do one together, that's cool with me. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think travel related because we've learned a lot from just our trips. One of the things that we did figure out when we were trying to figure out, you know, how we could travel the world cheaply was something called a VPN that you download on your oh, computer yeah. and it helps you buy flights for a cheaper price. So a VPN tunnels. So it tunnels your internet through another country. So let's say you're trying to buy a flight from Atlanta to London and you go on united.com and United knows that you're in Atlanta while you're trying to buy this flight. But if you tunnel your internet through, let's say Mexico City, You'll log on to United's website, and it'll think your starting destination is Mexico City. And so when you plug in that you're trying to fly from Atlanta to London, it thinks that you're already having to purchase a ticket from Mexico City to Atlanta. So it makes that leg from Atlanta to London cost less, which it doesn't always work, but it saved us several yeah. hundred dollars. Yeah. We're getting to New Zealand for less than a 1000 What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing both that and then Google google chrome but do an incognito window because Mm. it can't track your history and if you've been googling uh flights prior to that and so tickets will typically be cheaper there as well go incognito go incognito with a vpn Mm -hmm. that is life hack of the traveling maidens tunnel bear is a good one if you need one (laughs) is that an actual thing yeah yeah it's it's called is it is it legal to it's legal to have a vpn vpns as a whole are definitely legal okay i can tell you that 90 percent of life hacks given on this podcast are Are illegal thankfully to my knowledge no law enforcement officials listen that we know of. also plan b we're on the other side of the world Catch me if you can. Yeah, so don't post this till after January 18th, and then I won't, we're, we're good. I actually won't. <laughs> Rapid fire here. App everyone should download. City Mapper. Oh, that's such a good one. What Gets you around do? cities without Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. You know you can do that on Google Maps. City Mapper yeah, city- is honestly a lot more accurate. I really, it's more accurate, and especially right if you're now. in cities like New York or London, where you're using the tube or the subway, it'll tell you which section of the tube to get on that will be least crowded. So it's, it's very, yeah, it's elite. Wow. It is elite. Oh, app everyone should have? TikTok. I don't care if you think it's stupid. It is the new vine and we have to accept it. And I, you can cut out all the cringy, the cringy stuff and find something. You just, did you just stop it? Oh. No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought you were like, and we're cutting TikTok. that. We're cutting that out. <laughs> no, I have a TikTok. I have two TikToks. You have two? Oh. I have my TikTok one and my, and sloths, my sloths TikTok. Okay. Are you a producer or a consumer? Um, I'm becoming a producer. I'm not a consumer. You're not so a consumer? Oh, really you're doing it so wrong. I don't want to get addicted to it. That's But valid. you produce. Not yet. But I think you need to, to know what the market is so you know what is catching on. You're right. You need to learn the renegade dance. That's what I have you for, though. Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> but you used to know the other dance. In college, it was your thing. 
Oh, I had a, th- I had a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. It was that thing that you did. Oh my gosh, was it Juju on that beat? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I do love that. <laughs> um, Non-self-help book everyone should read. Oh, Daisy Jones and the Six. It's like sort of inspired after like Fleetwood Mac, but it's like follows the the coming together and then the breakup of like one of the biggest bands in the 70s that is fictional. But when I read it halfway through, I, I started Googling the band because I thought it was real life by how well the author portrayed these characters. Maybe not a book everybody should read, but my current read is actually from Caroline called Shoe Dog. And it's literally the creator of Nike, Phil Knight, is just mm. telling his story. I've heard that's a really good book. And it, it is. It's fascinating because you don't realize, you know, how it started. Uh, full-length album everyone needs to listen to start to finish. <laughs> Clear winner, Fine Line by Harry Styles. I think it's amazing. It's got a song for everybody on it. Um, there's only 12 songs, so it's an easy listen through. Um, but I feel like anyone that knows me could have guessed that from me so my other one that i would suggest is woe and it's by this band called push baby and it's only five songs so olivia (laughs) i'm definitely i can definitely appreciate an album start to finish i did not have a ton of albums that i fell in love with this year i think lover from taylor swift was it came out while we were in london which was cool because there were songs pertaining to london we literally walked shortage in the afternoon the day that it came out which so that was cool that was very defining just of you know the season of life did you hop on his scooter (laughs) (laughs) who's scooter the guy at the beginning i got well okay met the friends from rugby in the pub (laughs) oh other album this is i i don't know if i can recommend this one start to finish but it has some bops on it is free yourself up by lake street dive cool beans to close out the podcast um (laughs) You'll have an interesting perspective on what to do after graduating college. And I would love for you to give our friend here your pieces of advice or just like what you've learned or what you would tell them if they're graduating college and maybe they aren't quite ready to jump into nine to five. I think it's just important to be reminded that timelines just look really different post-grad this is for most of us it's the first time that we will never possibly be in school ever again and so I think we've sort of boxed ourselves into like automatically compare ourselves to other people because it's like you go from grade to grade together and even then you can be like oh we're all taking the same classes but like maybe it's like are you in the APs are you in the whatever it's like all a comparison game because you're all doing the same thing and it varies a little bit in college but you're still spending those four years together doing very similar stuff. But right when you graduate, you kind of just fall off the deep end and it just looks different for everyone. Some people are still in school. Some people are still in jobs. Um, Some people are married and like kids is in the nearby future. Um, So I think we're all just in really, it's like just a different season of life and which is exciting because you can choose what you want it to be. Um, But I think it's important. And what I've learned is that because it, looks different doesn't necessarily mean that you're failing Um, and it's okay to know that just because you're not doing what everyone else is doing means you're failing and if and even if you go and do try it and it doesn't work out and you have to come home that also doesn't mean that you failed it just means you followed a dream and that dream looks different and you just come back to square one and figure it out Um, I also would like to preface that Liv and I do have plans to have careers (laughs) we're not just choosing this life for the rest of our lives um we'd have five-year plans and would love to one day be very successful in the fields that we're passionate about but this is also the only time that we're really gonna have a free moment to just stop and rest and sort of process these past four years this past season of life and then see who we want to be and um, what we want to do for the next season Hmm. that's a really powerful word what industry do you want to go into? I have two passions, um, music and film, the two things that I majored in. I'm still figuring out specifics, but right now my five-year plan, I would love to one day um, produce music videos because it allows me to align both of those passions. Mm -hmm. Olivia, give us some words of wisdom. wisdom. I think something I would just really encourage seniors especially to do is to really chase your dreams because I think a lot of people because of 
you know, the way we've been raised and kind of the direction that we feel told to go settle for a lot of things that they're not passionate about. And I do think, you know, sometimes because of reality, we do have to do things that look unideal, you know, to make things work. And that's just reality and that's life. But I think if it's fear or if it's uncertainty and the lack of security that's what's holding people back, the benefit that you get from chasing your dreams is way bigger than the safety you're going to feel from having everything planned out. Even if it, you know, even if your dreams look totally different than everybody else's but you know no matter what even if like Caroline said even if it looks different it's going to be okay and I think that's where a lot of fear comes from is you know the uncertainty and not knowing what you know if you can even achieve your dreams but it really does all work out even if it ends up looking different than what we thought it would another strong one it also doesn't mean you're behind like I feel like that's a big preconception is if you take a year to do something different and then you decide you want to get into a career field then you're like eons behind your peers and that's just not true like you can a lot can change in a year but it doesn't set you back to the point where like you're going to be years behind your peers have you ever felt it yes absolutely every time when you just on social media or you see your friends have a get a really big accomplishment you're obviously really excited for them but there's definitely that tinge of like oh, well, I don't know the last time that I was really pursuing something in my field. And now when I try and get back in, it's going to be a year. And maybe job interviewers will ask me and be like, well. And, you know, even if you come back and you do question, you know, what you may have been chasing for the last year, like we said before, no matter what you do, you're learning a ton. And what you're going to learn, you know, pursuing music or pursuing a career on a corporate ladder you're gonna learn and there's just gonna be different things you're learning but you are learning and so because you're learning you're moving forward and there's not a straight path that we're all going to be on and so being behind isn't really the notion it's just your path looks different than the person next to you Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Live My Dream podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed having the conversation with Olivia and Caroline. And if you would like to get in touch with them, you can find their information in the show notes below. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can also find my information in the show notes below. And I can't wait until next week when we sit down with Arthur Tripp, who is running as an independent candidate in the state of Georgia. We don't talk about politics all that much. It's much more about living your dream as this podcast is in fact about. So if you're looking for something to do in the next week, go live your dream and make it today. (laughs) 